When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Only you can keep the Daily Tech News Show independent. To find out more, go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, June 7th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. In the beautiful valley beyond, our producer, Roger Chang. Hello. Some might know it as the Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley. Is yes. that where you have your ranch, where you make your salad dressing? That's a uh, different Hidden Valley. It's no. a different ranch. All right. Maybe I'll stick to tech. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Netgear is rolling out its Arlo smart service for use with Arlo cameras. Main features include better person detection and the ability to set activity zones to cut down on false positives, rich notifications for viewing images and video, and in the U.S., the optional ability to call 911 to put you in contact with the closest dispatcher to your home, no matter where you are. Arlo Smart costs $2.99 per month per camera, or if you want the 911 integration and coverage of up to 10 cameras, $10 per month. Hmm. Market Watch reports corporate executive used the word Fortnite on earnings calls 54 times during the past quarter, compared to 45 times the word Bitcoin was used. Game companies, of course, used it, but some executives just mentioned it, just mentioned playing it with their children. And Logitech and AMD particularly said Fortnite had increased sales of their products. Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. So if you're trying to stay uh, culturally relevant, please replace, um, uh, um, what was that? Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin with Fortnite. I was about to say Minecraft. You could probably replace Minecraft with Fortnite too. Uh, Google launched the second Android P beta with final APIs and 157 new emoji. Preview includes an updated SDK with system images for the Pixel, Pixel XL, Pixel 2, Pixel 2 XL, and the official Android emulator. Final release of Android P is scheduled for some time in Q3. Facebook launched FB.gg to collect video game streams on Facebook all in one place. Facebook users will see content from games and celebrities that they follow, as well as other featured items. The company is also launching the Level Up program for emerging game content creators to get Facebook stars virtual currency from the audience that can be converted to cash. But... While that's trickling out in advance of E3, let's talk a little bit about a cube, Justin. 
Oh, yeah. Amazon announced the Amazon Fire TV Cube that plugs into your TV and runs apps like Netflix, Hulu, PlayStation View, HBO Go, Sling, and Amazon's own Prime Video service. The Fire TV Cube supports Amazon's assistant, you know the one, just like the Fire TV Stick and the Fire TV Box, but acts like a full-featured Echo device with eight microphones built in to support for various voice-based skills. The Cube has a multi-directional IR blaster that can power up your TV sound system and even cable box. It ships on June 21st for $119.99. Prime customers can pre-order it today and tomorrow and get the Cube for $89.99. Also, Amazon struck a deal to exclusively live stream 20 Premier League football games to UK Prime video members for three seasons starting in 2019. I don't know how I feel about this Fire TV Cube. If you already have an Amazon Echo, you don't need this. And in fact, it might cause problems because it can't do everything the Echo can, but the Echo can do everything it can. And the Fire TV stick with 4K is just as capable, if not a little beefier with specs, as this thing. But if you don't have an Amazon Echo and you kind of wanted one, and you don't have a Logitech Harmony remote or some universal remote system already tied into your Amazon Echo... This would be a great way to use the CEC functionality we were talking about with the Sonos yesterday to control your television. You can tell it uh, to like open certain channels and things like Hulu Live. Uh, it doesn't have YouTube TV integration, obviously, because Amazon and Google still you know having their little spat. Uh, but it it is probably the the best voice activated. Uh, over the top cord cutting thing, and then you add that infrared blaster, and it can actually control your cable box so even if you're not a cord cutter it might be worth it yeah amazon had a little demo video um that they showed off you know someone walking in and being like i'm home you know and the lights go on and the tv's on at sports center or whatever and that i mean that's pretty cool the price point is also really cool especially since we discussed sonos and how it you know might factor into the home theater uh for a lot more money so yeah i mean what does the Echo do that this does not, Tom? Well, the Echo doesn't necessarily work with your box, right? Um, and, 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 box. and oh, oh, the, the, there's some things like um, oh, particular uh, t- particular responses uh, that I it see. can't do that I, I remember reading about. Now I'm blanking on it, but, but, it, but it, it has limited Amazon, skills. Amazon doesn't care. They are creating a box for you to buy for around $100, no matter what you need it for. So that this is not about, oh, it's, it's different than the Fire uh, uh, Stick 4K. This is about, hey, I don't have this thing that everybody's talking about. I just want this thing. I would just like to have these functionalities on my TV, and that's nice. That, like, listen, this is Christmas gift written all over it to your uh, uh, friends and family. But uh, how do we feel about the Premier League? Ah oh, man, I'm 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 super excited for yet another uh, smashing season of footy. <laughs> Only in the UK. Right. <laughs> we'll just move on. TCL is now offering the Key Two, which is the company's latest BlackBerry handset that follows the Key One. The Key Two keeps the physical keyboard and the familiar BlackBerry style design: 4.5 inch touchscreen, aluminum frame. The phone runs Android 8.1 and is the first BlackBerry, or at least BlackBerry branded device, to feature dual rear-facing cameras. $649 price tag, which is a premium over the Key One, which was about a hundred dollars less when it sold. The key two starts shipping this month and TCL's 
says it plans to keep the key one on shelves as well. People are really excited about this. I've, I've noticed a lot of people writing it up. Uh, I think it's because it's got the old BlackBerry keyboard in there. Yeah, and there's just there's just folks who still like that physical keyboard. It is a nostalgia. It's a nostalgia I, device at this point. I feel like I might be ready in a world where these things are cheaper to go to phones. And and if I went to phones, I feel like my secondary phone, I would want some kind of retro nostalgia keyboard. And it's got the, the BlackBerry security features, which are very good on top yeah. of Android. So if you're in the Android universe already, you just transfer right over. That's going to be easy. Plus, you get the added BlackBerry stuff and the physical keyboard. Maybe I'm starting to see why they're. I, don't, I, I mean, want all, it all we do is talk about now how um, you know companies like Apple say we've got this whole new health center so that you don't spend time on your smartphone too much. Yep. Maybe we all got to go back to Blackberries. There we go. The phone side piece. It's coming. The phone side piece. That's the name for you, for your secondary phone. That's it. I mean, we're going to start marketing. Our, you know, finally, the Justin Young side piece. Should I switch my side piece from Essential to BlackBerry? We'll answer that next. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick. I, I looked it up, Sarah. It was messaging and voice calls. Those are the things you can do on the Echo that you can't uh, do it, on the Fire TV cube. Uh, I don't know why I blanked out on that. Okay. Uh, U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross confirmed the deal we mentioned yesterday with ZTE, which will allow ZTE to resume major operations. They pay a billion dollar fine, $400 million in escrow. Everything we said yesterday turned out to be right. Uh, so now the U.S. Congress is turning to other Chinese companies. The U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee's Mark Warner asked Alphabet about its partnership with Huawei and Xiaomi, particularly regarding how user data is handled. He sent a similar letter to Twitter. Warner also asked about Google's January patent sharing deal with Tencent. Uh, can I just make a larger claim or at least speculation? Because obviously I keep in touch with a lot of this like political machinations for the politics podcast. But I don't think that it is unconnected because when you talk about North Korea, you are really talking about China. No serious progress with North Korea will happen without China's involvement on some level, even if it's for them to decide to not be involved. There's a part of me that thinks that part of the reason why we are thawing wasn't long ago that we were talking about memos circulated within the, the White House about building a federal 5G network because we were so worried about manufacturing, about equipment coming from China that now ZTE is able to pay an indulgence and, and resume operations here. Am I just smoking crack? I mean, no. I, 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 I think there are multiple reasons why there's a pivot to China. Some of it is an easy win with your electorate, right? This stuff with Huawei and Xiaomi, what they're going to find is that Google let Huawei and Xiaomi store data on the devices. You know why? Because we all store data on every device. Like it's starting to be a little bit ridiculous. Maybe they'll find that there was some server-related stuff that happened that shouldn't have. I wouldn't be shocked about that. Uh, but a lot of this is political grandstanding. Researchers at MIT have unveiled Norman, an AI named after the main character in the movie Psycho. Oh, that's so nice. I think it was his son. I never really got through it. Norman loved his mother. Norman was trained to write uh, image captions by feeding him captions from the infamous sub from 
an infamous subreddit filled with graphic content about death. Mm. Researchers then compared Norman's responses to Rorschach ink blots, that of a standard image uh, captioning a neural network. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Norman's captions are all about death. The point of the experiment is to show how AI can be biased by training data. Well, and also, okay, how AI can mimic Norman, the psycho from the movie Psycho. Well, they, they use that because it makes a great headline, right? Of course. But what they did is they took the Im- they took the captions, not the images, uh, from this death-related subreddit, and they trained Norman on that. And so when they show an ink blot to a standard neural network, it says, "Oh, I see a black and white photo of a small bird." And Norman says, "I see a man getting pulled into a dough machine." Uh, and that that's a real result. Both of those are real results. And and the point is to say, look, the training data you put in makes a big difference. Yes, we have this standardized data set that turns out this, but if we change that data set, it turns out this. And this is they're trying to bring attention to the question of how do we make sure the data sets we give algorithms are as l- I mean, less biased as possible. All of our sci-fi shows right now. All of our sci-fi shows are based on humans who have, you know, messed up minds screwing up the data sets and creating ai that's then now dangerous to you i think a lot of people blame the algorithm they're like oh it's the ai the ai goes bad and and the ai is only as good as the data you put into it exactly yeah i don't know know, justin i mean do we need a psychopathic ai to, to sort of study the human brain in general Yes, 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 we do need this because this is a good experiment that very, very predictably to the point where you almost wonder if it was by design, it became a meme of our technophobia that AIs are going to murder us. And I think they steered into this direction so they could make a bit more of a splash. But the experiment is sound. You should be exploring the limits of what corrupts what and that should guide future experiments the point here is that we don't want normans and so we have to make a norman so we know what norman uh what norman-esque activities we don't want getting into other artificial intelligence i I mean you would think from years or decades of research on child rearing that some of this would become self-evident i mean like the way you one would think well hold on this is this is the point i wanted to make uh from the outside, sitting outside, like, well, I can program a computer to to say nasty things, right? That sounds like, well, yeah, of course you can. What's important here is the way they did it and being able to show that to other AI researchers to say, here are the pitfalls. Here, here's, here's how we trained it. This is the results we got. This is the graph. Like, the devil's in the details here, and it's not going to be as evident to us who aren't trained in AI, but this, I, I agree with Justin, is an important research to say, like, hey, if you give it this kind of stuff, here's how it reacts. It's not that it reacted. Of course, we knew it was going to say crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's how it got to that point that I think is important here. At Computex and Gadgets, Nicole Lee found Wise Rhyme IoT's automatic kitty litter cleaner. Cats go into a cylinder, do their business. Then a motion detector senses when the cat has left. After the cat's safely away for seven minutes, the cylinder then rotates to filter the leavings into a receptacle that can be removed and dumped out. And of course, LEDs in the little ears and paws on the cylinder light up in green and blue as it rotates. The company is looking for vendor partners. It's not a product yet. Well, 
As somebody with cats uh, who need litter boxes that have to be cleaned (laughs) on a regular basis, much more than I would like, this sounds great. I have seen this before. I have not seen anything as cute as LEDs for ears and paws as the unit is rotating. (laughs) But the idea of, oh, we recognize that a a cat, you know, a warm-blooded little creature is in here, and then, you know, after... After it goes away, then uh, we're going to you know, rotate out the litter. Not the first time I've seen this. This seems not to say that it is frivolous tech. I'm sure that there is a lot of very, very cool and interesting ideas at work here. <laughs> but there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a cat owner, so so who knows? I've but- never seen one turn around like a cylinder. I've seen I it think- rotate out. My, yeah, my- it was yeah, it was more sort of the you know back and forth rake type thing. Yeah, my, my worry would be past. that a cat would not want to do their business in a thing that is constantly moving and or making noise. Well, but, but it's, it's not, not constantly constantly moving. It waits seven minutes after the cat has gone away and doesn't do anything before okay, they let's, there. Let's, let's define constantly by. Doing a thing on a daily or many times a day basis. Well, though that's not the meaning of the word constantly now. Well, that is no. getting into gastrointestinal issues that are very <laughs> personal to all cats. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. It's available on the Amazon Echo, too, on the Google Home and the Anchor app, dailytechheadlines.com. All right, so... Uh, we're going to talk about Valve's new uh, policy regarding allowing pretty much anything on the Steam store, uh, starting with a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, May 18th, you may not have realized that Valve began to notify several makers of what's called adult visual novels, which are basically porn puzzle games. 
that the extreme nudity in some of the games violated rules and guidelines for pornographic content on Steam. Now, a lot of them were confused because they had censored, they had created special versions that they considered softcore enough to be acceptable to Steam, and they were concerned why they were suddenly being notified they were going to get banned. <clears throat> on May 19th, Valve apologized for the confusion. At the end of May, Valve removed a developer and publisher that was going to put out a game that simulated a school shooting. And excuse me, Sarah, but can you pick up from there? Absolutely. Valve said that the creator is, quote, a troll with a history of customer abuse, publishing copyrighted material, and user review manipulation. His subsequent review under the new business names was a fact that came to light as we investigated the controversy around his upcoming title. We're not going to do business with people who act like this towards our customers or Valve. Now, that discussion continued until June 6th when... Eric Johnson, an executive at Valve, posted a long blog post that said, there is absolutely no way we can navigate this, he said it, without making some of our players really mad. And he he said that includes players inside of Valve, our own employees as well. Mm -hmm. He says, if you're a player, we shouldn't be choosing for you what content you can or can't buy. If you're a developer, we shouldn't be choosing what content you're allowed to create. We've decided that the right approach is to allow everything onto the Steam store, except for things that we decide are illegal or straight-up trolling. We are going to enable you to override our recommendation algorithms, hide games containing the topics you're not interested in. So he's saying, we'll put everything in there. You can decide what you want to see. He said, we're working on filters by genre, filters for kid controls, so your kids won't see things that are adult. And he also said they want to push developers to further disclose any potentially problematic content in their games during the submission process and cease doing business with any of them that refuse to do so honestly. So they're saying, look, if you've got edgy content, just tell us and we'll take appropriate actions. If you try to slip one by us, though, we'll stop accepting your submissions. It means that the Steam store is going to contain something that you hate. This is what Eric Johnson wrote and don't think should exist. Unless you don't have any opinions, that's guaranteed to happen. But you're also going to see something on the store that you believe should be there and some other people will hate and want it not to exist. It also means that the games we allow onto the store will not be a reflection of Valve's values. Well, so Valve is, you know, join, joining the ranks of, of uh, not that they haven't been used to this already in some form, but, you know, Facebook and YouTube and so many other platforms, Reddit, 4chan, that, that have to struggle with the idea of, okay, if we put restrictions and filters in place to make it a safe place for you, Twitter, for my goodness, a great, great example of a company who hasn't figured this out yet, is that enough? You know, we can't police everything. And if we try to police it, then it's going to get into a gray area and we'd like it to sort of, you know, be in the hands of our users. Do you, in, you know, in principle, care if there's stuff on a network like that, even if you don't see it? And I think that that's the problem that a lot of people have is even if they can filter it out, it's the principle of it being there that is upsetting. This is... And again, I'm not talking about any content in general, just people no, no, with no, different no, no, opinions. No. I, I think, I think you, you, are, you are dead on because I do think that this is in many ways the conversation of our age, that corporate responsibility, corporate, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a corporate look into uh, our values is what a lot of companies are, are kind of doing. And Valve is taking the other – or taking 
I think an interesting approach because the gamer community is different. Like it, it is, it is different than Reddit. It is different than Twitter. It is different than YouTube. Uh, it contains both uh, very young kids and very opinionated people mm-hmm. that are are very 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 quick triggered. So uh, I think that there's I I can't say that this is anything other than the best decision for Val. Right. It's a and lesser I, of two evils type thing. Well, at least I understand the idea that like they're saying, no, we're a laissez-faire marketplace. And so we are going to have very threadbare ways to do it. And what we're going to try to do is put more of our effort into smart ways that you can never see this stuff. So this isn't going to be about our values. These are going to be about us creating values as filters that you can always disable. And that means that there is going to be some horrifying stuff on there, up to and including a an an, an adult centric puzzle game that is themed inside of a school shooting. Right. But this, it's not our job for to tell it to go take a hike. I uh, I, I think the the store aspect of this is is the differentiating factor that might let Steam get by here, where a YouTube, Twitter, Facebook doesn't, because with YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. The perception, even if it's not the way those companies intended, which I think is part of the disconnect, is you're broadcasting to me. You're telling me these things. And so when YouTube shows me something offensive, I blame YouTube. I don't necessarily blame the creator. I'm like, YouTube is presenting this. With Steam, the perception is I'm going into a store. Now, in a normal store... I can know like, oh, the adult videos are in the back. I don't want to walk in there, right? Or or maybe that section of the store has, you know, just the, the, the disturbing items that I don't want to see. That, that's, that's where the sporting equipment is. And it reminds me of a bad time when I was in high school. Whatever, right? You know where stuff is and you don't go there. And so what Steam's trying to do is say, we're going to try to give you that kind of control so you don't have to walk down those aisles without saying to someone you can't sell it there. The question is... Will they be able to get past the person who says, I put the filter on and I still got this presented no, to me? No. That's that's one problem. The other problem is what happens when the guy who makes the school shooting game, I don't know whether it's this well, one. Let's not use the school shooting game because that's one that Valve said we banned that because that was a troll. And they said, right. if people no, no, are no, just no. trolling, it, we're not going to do that. They banned it because of the guy. Yeah. The guy that did it was lying about who he was. So let's say somebody who a new fresh face who wants to make a game about school shootings does. Right. Okay. It it is allowed to be there because they are not doing it. And he makes a million dollars. And then there's the the USA Today article of the man who made a million dollars mocking the pain of others. The question is, though, will it make a million dollars? And I think Steam's relying on the fact that really offensive games that are not GTA, right, that go over the line won't make that much money. When you're making platform decisions, you have to allow for the fact that it will. You have to wonder about the fact that it will. That's what these platforms. So let's forget about this just because I know there's some people out there that are like, no, but that just wouldn't happen. Forget whether it's a school shooting. Let's say it's a really offensive, maybe even racist game. Sure. That's closer to the edge and makes a lot of money and gets that USA Today headline. I mean, sure. Fill in whatever awful thing that you pick. Open Pandora's box and suicide slush them all together and then decide that that's the theme of this game. Uh, when that makes money, this won't be Valve's commitment to free speech. And I'm not saying that this is fair to them. Right, I'm right. saying that it's going to be the narrative. It's going to be 
how this horrible person who made a horrible game made a horrible amount of money. And that's that's what that is. And these these are the trade-offs because on the other side, if you're Twitter or you're YouTube and all you do is hit everybody with, these are very important things to us. And then make very sporadic decisions where you're literally just putting out fires that are in front of you, then you face the other problem, that you are harboring hate and you really don't care about this. At least Valve is coming out and saying what they mean. We are going to focus on filters, but we're not going to ban stuff because we don't think that it is appropriate. Although they do give themselves a little bit of a loophole by saying, you know, just stuff that doesn't troll. We don't want trolls. Well, they're specifically calling out the guy with the school shooting game who who had continuously tried to manipulate their system. Okay, but like, is that the definition of what a troll is? Like that 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 sort of behavior, you would want that defined, or you're just going to have a lot more arguments in the future. Well, it, you will if they ban something for trolling and it's not obvious. When you go back and read exactly. up on this guy, it's like, oh, this guy had done a lot before. So it was the guy. And I, I, I felt like that's why they use the word troll in particular there because they used it in both instances. Well, thanks, everybody, who, for uh, participating in our subreddit, submitting stories that, that we use in the show uh, and having conversations in there. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it. Go join in on the fun at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and at facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Sarah, what do we have in the mailbag? I'm glad you asked. Akani, who is from the capital of the Inland Empire, which is probably a little bit warmer than where I am today, says two comments. First one is on the cargo program. That was the the program in ride-hailing uh, cars where you could get chapstick and you know a phone charger and lots of stuff that you might need on the go. Says, I've talked to other drivers who have used this. The experience of experiences, not always good. Passengers expect to get amenities like gum and candy and Tylenol when they see them. They think it's free, and then they become offended at the concept of being charged for it, this stuff. One driver opted out of the program after his ratings took a hit because of it. Another canceled because they got tired of cleaning up all the trash, gum wrappers, and discarded gum, for example, left behind in the back seat. As a disclaimer, these experiences were specific to the L.A. area. Drivers have to deal with maybe a sense of passenger entitlement that might not be present in other markets. I imagine that there's a TNC driver in the Midwest who could do very well with this program. Second, in regards to the post-talk show about keyboards, sad to say that virtual keyboards are indeed the way of the future. Tom and I were talking yesterday. We like the actual keyboards when we actually have to type really quickly. Roger said it too. I'm willing to bet, says Sakani, that the average teenager from a, uh, with an iPhone who could put even Sarah's lauded typing skills to shame. Our future adults are being raised on texting apps. Traditional home row typing skills may end up being another niche ability like long division or cursive handwriting. Why do you have to make me feel so bad? Yeah. No, he's probably right though. Yeah, it's true. Typing. It's true. What are you, old? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Long division. Fact, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's funny. Uh, Chris, a longtime supporter of the show who got me the Pixel C back in the day that I still use uh, in the mornings, the Android tablet, uh, sent me a, a Pixel book. It was his way of supporting the show because he's like, hey, uh, here's a tablet with a keyboard that you can just fold back. Uh, it's it's kind of like a yoga. It's not the first one to do it. So I'll be trying that out. Thank you, Chris. Very nice. Thank you, Chris. And thanks to Justin Robert Young for being with us today. Justin Robert Young, I don't know. Anything happening in your world? Maybe oh, even ab- soon? Absolutely. I'm heading down to Southern California tomorrow. I will be in San Diego and Los Angeles over the next few days. June 9th in San Diego. That is Saturday. And then Los Angeles on Sunday. 
for live night attack shows. Brian and I are going to do a great new show called the best of the internet, or sorry, best of the worst of the internet, wherein we will go over web 1.0 memories, special guests, fun times. It is going to be a blast. Please join us. If you're in the Southern California area, won't you night attack.tv slash tour. And I've, her tell uh, announced to appear at the show will be Tom Merritt, but quite possibly maybe even a uh, Sarah Lane and Roger Chang sighting could be happening as well. Well, Sarah Lane may appear. Roger? Uh, I got to talk to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love being put on the spot? (laughs) Hey, I'm going to tell. Uh, I'm going to tell some tales. That's all I'm going to say. So you yeah, got to come out. The, the, the Sunday show, they are two different shows. So uh, uh, if you're going to one, please feel free to go to the other. Uh, but man, I've heard some some whispers and rumors of what stories people are going to tell on stage about those early days of the internet. And they're pretty, 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 pretty good. Nightattack.tv slash tour. Uh, yep. Also, we want you folks to tell us what you think. Doing a survey of our audience, as we often do, to get ideas to help make the show even better than it already is. Uh, so take a couple of minutes, express your opinions on Pi, Solo, and Daily Tech News Show at bit.ly slash DTNS Survey 2018. We love your feedback. It's help we help us know what you like. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Shannon Morse and Len Peralta. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.